This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, in a titanic struggle that ebbed and flowed over three days of action, Rory Bolo came out on top against RJ in our latest head to head tips to duel, courtesy of Girona's 4 2 away win at Granada that cashed for our Spanish football expert this week, our maestro from Madrid takes on Italian broadcaster and journalist Daniele Fisichella, who has two plus money plays in an attempt to take the title for the first time. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me to give us his picks and assess the selections from our challengers. A reminder, our guests only get paid if they appear on the show and you've got to win the head-to-head to stay on. Steve, I was worried we were going to get our first stalemate of the season last week. Yeah, at one point I was a little bit worried as well. Um, and then when we were talking about the Granada game uh, in play on Monday, um, getting when they were 3-0 up, getting Rory involved, and then there was a couple of goals, wasn't there? Um, we were thinking, no, we, we can't have cursed this. But um, it was, I think it was a case of both guys had uh, one very good pick each and, and, a, and a poor pick each. It just happened to be that in RJ's situation, the Leipzig over 3.5 was an incredibly bad beat. Um, what was it, 3-0 after 25 minutes? God knows how many shots. Um, but it didn't cover the over 3.5. That's, that is soccer sometimes, Dan. And uh, it was a very, very good pick from Rory on, on Monday night. Girona do look. Uh, very, very good, I must say. So, well done to Rory. Indeed. We have got a WhatsApp group. There were texts flying around between most of us, but not Rory, as I suggested to Rory, that sure, you've got this one done. But he refrained from answering back until it was in the bag. Were you concerned when it went 3-2 with five minutes to go, Rory? Yes, absolutely. And deliberately did not reply to you, Dan, just to pull back the curtain. I was watching the game and it was a very good game, but a very open game as well. Um, and if anything, looking back, I, I should have gone over two and a half goals, as I kind of suggested as a lean um, in the previous show, because, uh, yeah, Girona are everything my my confidence said they were and, and more on Monday night. But, uh, yeah, happy to get that win after a few nervy moments. And uh, thank you goes out to uh, Jan Koto, who sealed the game with a 4-2 <laughs> right at the end. He did indeed. Uh, Danielle, you've gone big this week, two plus money picks. And Yolene is also odds against, as we say in England. Uh, are you confident heading into the challenge? But I think, you know, at this stage of the head-to-head, you need to go big. You need to go with plus money because I think the bar has been raised already. We've seen it. If you get only one pick right and it's minus money, you don't really stand a chance against so such a good handicapper. So yes, I mean I've chosen uh, I've chosen two picks that I'm confident about: a team that doesn't play in Europe, one of the seven Italian teams, and another one that faces a very long trip in Europa League. And I've tried to work out the recent form as well, uh, taking into account, of course, that we are a very early stage of the season. Some surprises might still happen. 
So just on that point, Daniele, it is something that you look at when you are looking at the weekend card and you think, OK, this team's been involved in Champions League action. They've travelled. They might have had injuries. That's something you look at coming out of match week one or indeed any of the match weeks when it comes to European no, football. Absolutely. I think it makes it more difficult when there are midweek games to predict two games ahead. So my selection in this case for Juventus. It is facilitated by the fact that neither Juventus nor Sassuolo are going to play midweek games, so I got more time to analyse the recent games, and there are no other distractions. Whereas, of course, in the other picks, with seven Italian teams involved between Champions League, Europa League and Conference League, you always have to juggle and consider who's playing on a Tuesday, who's playing on a Wednesday, who's playing on a Thursday as well. But I think uh, um, when it comes to the teams that play in the Conference League and Europa League, because they're going to make more changes, it's a bit easier to predict their uh, potential results at the weekend. Whereas when it comes to Napoli, Lazio, Inter and Milan, I think it's much it's going to be much more hard. That's why I try to stay away from those picks. It's a fair point, actually, isn't it? When it comes to those lesser European competitions, Steve teams will rotate. They won't necessarily rotate for the Champions League for obvious reasons. It's usually best 11. But Conference League and Europa League, certainly for the bigger leagues, and we deal generally in Spain, Italy, France and Germany, it's maybe easier to know, well, look, I can almost dismiss those Thursday night games because the form is going to stand up from the previous weekend. Um, I think that is definitely true with some big clubs like Liverpool who've got so many huge you know, sections of their analysis team um, and coaching departments. However, for most normal teams, even if they do rotate, you've still got to factor in that they're having to prepare for the midweek games. Um, they've got the travel factor to, you know, negotiate as well. It's not often that many players are actually left at home as such. So I, I, I actually generally like betting against teams who especially have been away from home on the Thursday night. Also, teams that are not maybe used to the European grind. Every year, there's at least a handful, aren't they, who are not you know regulars in Europe. It just the Nantes last year were an example in France. So um, you know, I do. I, I certainly. It's one of my old things. I do like betting against teams who have been away from home, especially Thursday night. Sometimes on Tuesday and, and Wednesday as well. Rory, we get the perception, or I always hang something on the fact that Spanish teams seem to take those lesser European competitions more seriously. And I'm basing it on the fact that Sevilla have won the Europa League a zillion times. Is that true? Is there uh, more emphasis for some of those teams outside of Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atleti to play well on Thursday nights and therefore teams might not change their lineups as much as we think they might do elsewhere? Certainly for the sides outside of the Premier League. I think in the Premier League, there is always that kind of top six angle to it. And those teams are a bit more focused on the Premier League. Whereas those La Liga sides, the likes of the Albetis, the likes of Osasuna before they got knocked out, Real Sociedad, this is what they're aiming for. This is what they played the previous season for, is to get into these competitions. So I think, although you do get the, the odd case where there's more of a focus on La Liga, I think these sides, yeah, they really put a lot into these European ties and as much as feasibly possible, because, I mean, these Spanish sides as well. I think, to Steve's point, shorter squads as well in Spain than there is in the likes of maybe even Serie A these days in the Bundesliga. But 
uh, those shorter squads get stretched a lot more in Europe. And I think you'll see that, especially with Real Betis, who only have three senior centre-backs, and one of them is only really just kind of come into the side. So, so yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on in Spain. And uh, I say that I have bet on three European sides uh, in my two picks. So, uh, so yeah, more of that to come. This season, this season, they should really focus all the teams because with the Champions League changing format from next season, there is a fifth place up for grabs for Spain, for Italy, for example. But it depends in the collective efforts. I know sometimes teams don't like to help the rivals, but if they do well, for example, if Italy repeats the same European season they did last year, they left five times in the Champions League, five, five teams in the Champions League, and that's going to help the movement across the, the nation. So obviously it is really, really important. Yeah, it's interesting. The coefficient at the moment would suggest that England are going to get it, which is fairly obvious, but it can change. And there is a website I think you can take a look at and there's various percentages to say, look, it's going to be England if this happens, it's going to be Italy if this happens and so on. So worth considering plenty of points to note when it comes to your weekend betting off the back of European action. Let's kick off the challenge, shall we? A reminder, two picks from each of our challenges. Whoever has the best record with their pick stays on for next week's head-to-head battle. If the profit or loss is the same, then Nigel Seeley, who's not been called into action thus far, the boss will decide who got the bad beat and declare a winner. Rory's going to kick things off, uh, off for us with Barcelona, Celta Vigo first and foremost. Barcelona are short price favourites here at minus 278 with Celta Vigo plus 800. And Rory, you've gone with a, a bit of a twist on an old favourite from last season for your play here. Talk us through your first pick. Yeah, I've gone Barcelona to win. Both teams to score no against Celta Vigo at home on Saturday evening. Barcelona are in really good form. Uh, since the Joao's, as they've been dubbed, Joao Felix and Joao Cancelo have come in. Two 5-0 wins, one over the Betis, one over Royal Antwerp. Neither of those sides were particularly tough to swallow for Barcelona. I don't think they made things necessarily very difficult. But Barcelona were impressive. You can't take that away from them. Coming in to face them is Rafa Benitez's Celta side. I think it's going to be a tighter game because we know Rafa Benitez is quite good against the bigger teams and he he likes to kind of give them a hard time. He's good at setting up a banked defence. I think if you look at the way that they played Real Madrid earlier in the season, they got beat 1-0, but they were perhaps a little bit unfortunate and it was the star quality of Jude Bellingham that won the game for them. But to keep a clean sheet, I'm not quite sure whether Celta have it in them. They've conceded seven goals in five games. You look at the number of goals they scored, it's four in five games, but three of those just came in one game against Al Maria. So it's a side that's struggling for goals. Iago Aspas hasn't quite found the same form that he generally has over recent seasons. The two strikers they have kind of up front, they've got your Trans Larsen and the Duvicas is the striker they brought in from the Eredivisie. He's still settling in. Strand Larson is a useful big man up front. He really he does make it hard for defenders, but if there's one thing he's missing, it is that final touch, at least in Spain so far. So I think ahead of the Madrid derby, which we'll also come on to, I think Barcelona are going to really want to put the pressure on, on uh, Real Madrid, and they've got a chance to go top the league with this. They're banging form. As I say, Joao Felix is just playing with such confidence right now. It's hard to see a side keeping them to one, two goals. I think that would be enough to beat Celta. And in this case, I just don't see Celta really scoring because so far, Benitez has been more ambitious with his sides, but they're not necessarily actually attacking any better than they had previously. So yeah, Barcelona to win. 
both teams to score no at plus 116 that comes back I'm surprised this is plus money. Both teams to score no at home. Barcelona last season, myself and Rory talked about it a lot. 9.36 level stakes, almost 50% return on investment. This one, Steve, looks a solid selection for me. Yeah, when I when I first saw this pick, my initial reaction was I wanted to oppose it in some way because I'm not I'm, I'm not a fan of backing teams to win to nil around this sort of price. I, if I'm backing someone to win to nil, I like it to be sort of maybe plus 200 or more. But I've got to be honest, I think Rory's got the better angle in here. I was normally I would look at handicaps, but it's minus one and a half. You know, when you're backing teams to win to nil, really you've got to ask yourself a question how much do you do you kind of fear or expect the one nil? Well, well, they won eleven matches one nil last season. So you absolutely want it on your side, don't you? So I, I'm I agree with you, Dan. I think I'm I'm surprised it's plus money. This this looks a value selection. Um yeah, Barcelona are just starting to find some form. They keep a lot of clean sheets. I, I do want to add about Jurgen Strand Larsen is a player I'm very familiar with down the years uh, in Norway and then um, in uh, in the Netherlands. And he's never been prolific enough in front of goal. Big target man unit, and you always feel there's something there, but he just doesn't convert his chances uh, well enough. He's the sort of player you could probably see him getting maybe some sort of opportunity in this game and fluffing his lines. So it's a good spot, I think, for Rory. It's the same game parlay, of course, because um, I don't think they offer win to nil, do they, directly now, Bet Rivers on the website. So same game parlay here. Uh, Barcelona win and both teams scoring no. Um, uh, very difficult to argue against it at the current odds. Just just very quickly, Rory, are, are Barcelona playing any differently this season to last season? Ten goals in the last two games. We talked about how solid they were defensively last term. Are we seeing more Barcelona ball? Are we seeing them revert to what they used to be like a decade ago? Certainly these last two games have shown that Xavi really wants to go for a more offensive kind of outlook. I think they'll make, they'll keep less clean sheets than they did last season because they are going to be more offensive, but they're going to score a lot more goals. And with Joao Felix and Joao Cancelo, Cancelo is a really crucial part of this because he's been stepping into midfield a lot and giving them the superiority that they need. Previously, they were using or making that happen by putting a fourth midfielder in instead of a third attacker. Now, with Cancelo in midfield and Joao Felix further forward, they seem to have found that extra man to be able to give the ball to, and that's where they've been getting the space against Betis and Antwerp. So, yeah, I think we are seeing a more attacking Barcelona, and I think I do think Celta will be a tougher nut to crack for them. And I think, if anything, the big danger factor for me in this bet is more if Barcelona go 3-4 up and then they kind of take their eye off the ball and concede kind of a sloppy goal late on because I don't I don't think the defensive effort will be quite the same as it was last season. As I say, they're missing Ronald Araujo and he tends to be a pretty good guarantee for a clean sheet if he's on the pitch. But he could be back as well, but I don't think he'll start. So, so yeah, I think that is the biggest factor for me. Now, let's get to Daniele's first pick here. And Daniele has trailed it to a certain extent already. We're Sassuolo Juventus. This is a midday Eastern kickoff on Saturday. And uh, Juve are just about minus money favourites here, just shy of, uh, of even money. Juve out of the European spotlight, as you mentioned before. They're unbeaten in four. Uh, they're playing well. I mean, does this suit Juventus at the moment, do you think not being in the Champions League? I know that might be counterintuitive because they're one of the biggest clubs in the world. But at the minute, does it suit them to re-engage with Serie A, Daniele? The last time Juventus didn't play in European competition 11 years ago, the first season in charge of Antonio Conte, they won the title, by the way. 
Juventus would have played Champions League if it wasn't for the points that got ducked. They would have finished ahead of Milan, who instead play in the Champions League now. And as a title defense for Milan was really, really poor that season. Obviously, this is a crucial weekend for Juventus because we will have a first glance of whether not playing in Europe is definitely helping them. I do think he's helping them. The squad hasn't changed a lot from last season, but they're playing with more um, initiative, with more courage. And I think at the weekend, last weekend, Inter Milan emphatic win 5-1 in the derby overshadowed Juventus' great performance against Lazio. They were playing against a Lazio side that managed to shut down Napoli managed to win at the Maradona for the second consecutive year, and they looked on the up, but Juventus were clinical, they were aggressive, they pressed really, really well, and they had the game plan perfected, really. They left the ball to Lazio, were compact at the back, and they were absolutely incisive when they have got the ball. So, with less shots, with less possession, they scored three goals. And I think uh, this is a test, of course, for uh, for Juventus. They're going to go to play away against a team that likes to attack as well. Juventus need to show improvements. Uh, so far, they've taken a step forward and two backs. For example, if you look at the draw against Bologna home. But this could be this could be a good chance uh, for them to get closer, as close as possible to Inter, who play at the weekend in Empoli. Dusan Blaovic is the man in form. Four goals in four matches for uh, the Serbian took both goals very well with his weak foot, with his right foot. He's getting extra training sessions, they say. So every day is a school day, even for him. You know, he learns how to shoot with his right foot. Who would have thought a professional player needs to, needs to do that? But, you know, he shows some wills and he's important. He's a young player, probably still to improve some parts of his game, holding the ball, but shooting with his right foot as well. Chiesa looks recovered from his injury. Locatelli growing into the midfield role. McKenney playing as a wing-back. But as I said, the game, the team is pretty much the same. The challenge is for Allegri is to give them an identity. Um, they are normally very good away from home against um, lower league, um, lower table teams. They won 11 away games since last season without conceding. Sassuolo, always the crazy, unpredictable, shaky lot. 2-0 up against Frosinone, then conceded four. Uh, they looked a little bit yeah, in disarray. Of course, with uh, Berardi back, they are more threatening. They haven't kept a clean sheet as well in the last 13 games since they beat Juventus 1-0 back in April. Only won two of the last 15 Serie A games as well. They will be all right. They will be saved in January. And as often happens, they end up playing for nothing. For my selection here is a Juventus win and Dusan Vlaovic to have over 0.5 shots on target. Dusan Vlaovic is the penalty taker of Juventus. That pays plus 140. Plus 140. Big price. Is that the biggest price we've got of our selections? I think it is. Steve, what are your thoughts? Well, I think if uh, I would recommend to any bettors listening or watching to get on this one quickly because Juventus are being backed in this game. Um, yeah, they started off the opening line actually was plus money on Juventus, yes. but now they are into um, I think minus 122. So, well, I really like the creativity of this bet actually, because if you just were taking them straight on the nose, obviously it's still a very good, uh, decent price, but um, you know, Vlavic is 
in great form. He's got a 71% shot on target accuracy this season. Eight out of 11 of his shots have been testing the keeper. Obviously, he's been scoring goals as well. As Danielle said, he's, he's on the penalties. It pretty, I think it makes sense that if they do win the game, he's going to have some sort of impact. And it probably would take injury for, for him not to have a shot on target in this game. So it's a, I, I do have to say it's... it's and, and, and there's a theme for the picks this week from the boys. There is a lot of creativity involved. And Danielle's coming swinging here with a big plus 140 play. Might be the difference maker. I, love I, like, this. I do like this one. Love it. Um, very, very quickly. Juve plus 450 for the Scudetto, Danielle. Is that a value play? Early to say, but um, it all depends on how much the cup competition affects Inter and Napoli. Napoli don't seem to look quite the same team as last year, although Rafa, uh, Rudy Garcia hasn't changed much, but they have, seem to have lost the spark and the hunger. Milan, wasteful against Newcastle and dominated by Inter. Inter, everyone says they look to have the biggest squad, the best squad. Probably is true, but is a long season, of course. And Juventus, yes, they got the advantage. The problem is we need to understand how much Allegri has managed to improve basically the same 11 that finished fourth last season and didn't compete very well. Last season, away from home, Juventus were awful. 19 games played, 18 goals scored, 18 goals conceded. That's probably why the odds for Juventus to win were so high at the beginning. If, they, if Allegri managed to change the mentality of the players, managed to make them play a little bit more expensive, expansive, I think they got they got good chances to, to challenge. Plus 450 at the moment. Let's get to Steve's hot dog here because the hot dog was barking loudly last week, courtesy of Hoffenheim's success. And we're going for another Hoffenheim win, Steve, against your favourite club, Union Berlin. Yeah, Dan, this was always going to happen at some point uh, this season. Um, <laughs> this is the perfect storm for you. <laughs> Yeah, bet betting against Union Berlin twice in one in one week, um, right up right up my street. I was really pleased to see the the hot dog barking again um, in the previous episode. I get more messages about this hot dog than any other pick. <laughs> um, seriously, I'm, I must while I'm on that subject, I must thank everyone who does get in touch about the show. Um, anyone who comments on the videos as well, do leave some comments. You know, we want to improve as well. We want to have interaction, and I'll I'll get back to you as well um, on, on the YouTube videos for that. But, um, yeah, I'm going to stick with the hot hand here. Hoffenheim to beat Union Berlin at plus 280. And, I mean, I can't believe that Union Berlin are minus money to win this game with Bet Rivers. There's no way I could be betting on them at the, these odds. I mean, I've, I've said before, I don't actually think they're that great a team. I, I don't certainly don't think they're one of the top four teams in Germany. They're probably about at the moment, playing sixth or seventh best, something like that. Uh, lost the last two games. Crucially, they're away in midweek against Real Madrid in the Champions League. They've only got a three-day turnaround here. Um, no matter the, whatever the result on Wednesday, they are going to be involved in a tough, grueling battle. So they're not used to playing Champions League, Union Berlin. I just they don't really think they've got the squad equipped for it. They've got a few injuries at the moment. Kevin Volland is suspended, the former Monaco man. And... Um, Hoffenheim are just flying. Three wins in a row, full of goals. The likes of uh, Kramerich have been in good form, Maximilian Bayer. And I, I just, um, over 2.5, I think, is quite a good uh, price in this game as well, by the way. We've said it before on this show, Union Berlin games are often underrated for goals um, because they're not that great defensively, in my opinion. But 
one big stat before I finish off here. Union Berlin have the fourth worst expected goals in Bundesliga. They have the worst expected goals last year. Only the likes of Darmstadt, Frankfurt and, of course, Cohn. And I've seen more teeth in a jellyfish than Cohn. Um, so... I think it's might be it's not going to take an awful lot for Hoffenheim to win this game. I mean, it's a great spot for them, plus two eighty on the nose. I think it's a massive, massive price. Um, very, very happy to be betting against Union Berlin. Rory's second pick next. It's the Madrid derby. Uh, Real Madrid are favourites, plus one sixty three. Atleti denied by that extraordinary uh, Providel goal. Uh, for Lazio in the Champions League in midweek. Uh, this one, Rory, is always feisty. It's Sunday, 3pm Eastern, uh, stateside. Uh, I mean, is there anything more on this game? Any other narrative to make the bad blood boil even further? Talk us through your play here. Yeah, the play is over five and a half cards, and that cash is at plus 110. This is a bet that would have cashed in five of the last six Madrid derbies. There's been over six cards or more. I'm expecting a pretty tense and tight game. And I think generally I tend to avoid cards because I do think it is somewhat dependent on the referee. And obviously, if they turn up and decide they're not giving out cards, then it's a different bet. And if they decide, if they turn up and Matteo Lajos decides he wants to book everyone in the world, then you could have 15 or 16. So <laughs> it's something that I tend to avoid. But for this game, it's a little bit more reliable. Um, I think for lots of cards to flow, you generally need a tight game. Real Madrid's... Every single game they've been involved in, apart from the athletic tie, their opening tie, has been tough for them. They've not necessarily won comfortably in any of those games. So they've always been involved in kind of a battle. I think Atletico Madrid will make this game the same battle. You look at the last tie they played, these are two slightly different sides coming in with slightly different teams in different states of form too. But it was a 1-1 draw at the Bernabeu. Red card for Jimenez. It was it was bad-blooded and it was a tight, tense game as I was describing. And I think Atleti, they're not necessarily a great side. They're missing a couple of players now that are quite important to them. Thomas Lamar is out long-term. Rodrigo de Paul is, we're not quite sure where his fitness is, but they will cause problems for Real Madrid. I'm, I'm sure of that because it's not a Real Madrid side that's particularly well-rounded. We speak about kind of other sides playing twice in a week, but Danny Carvajal has picked up an injury. He's now a doubt for this as well. He's been one of their best players going so far, going forward so far. And Fran Garcia on the other uh, on the other side of it, he was very much all over the place at the weekend against Real Sociedad. Take Kubo completely um, gave him the runaround, it has to be said. So I expect this to be a game that is feisty. I think the Metropolitano, more so than the Bernabeu, spices up the atmosphere, makes it kind of a, a game where players will go into challenges a little bit more. And even though, yeah, Real Madrid have that perfect record, I'd probably make them slight favourites for this. I just think this game is, is de destined to be bad-blooded. I don't think that either of these teams necessarily have enough about them to not be making those tactical fouls, to not be kind of getting involved in uh, extracurriculars, as, as you can call it. And, uh, and yeah, I like Diego Simeone to really try and upset the apple cart and throw Real Madrid off their game, because I think he knows that the Satelletti side aren't necessarily at the top of theirs. It seems an obvious play, doesn't it, Steve? But it seems a value play as well. We just need six cards to cash here at, at Plus Money. Yeah, I don't know what the Bet Rivers La Liga odds compilers have been up to this week because they're offering, they're really are tangling some carrots, aren't they? Plus money, plus 110 on over five and a half cards. It's covered in uh, five, of the less, five of the last seven head to heads. Uh, do we know the referee for this game yet, Rory? I, I was 
No, frustratingly announced on Thursdays. Yeah, it's, it's, it's but uh, you know, referees in Spain do have such a high card count. It's uh, for those who watched the Bet River shows last year, I do, I do like a cards bet, and I must say, plus three thirty on a red card given does stand out, doesn't it? I remember doing. I was actually doing a, a written bet builder for the last for the Copa del Rey match, I think, last year. And I added red card yes in it, and frustratingly, the red card came in extra time, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a feisty game. It's very, very difficult to argue about it, especially with the new sort of FIFA directors. We are getting more yellow cards or even more petty stuff um, these days. Indeed, um, it's, it's going to be really difficult to to see how it's how it's how it's a clean game, really. So we're um, certainly not sure of petty stuff. Do, do cards do cards to managers count? No, no, no. It's, it's cards given to players on the field, um, in, the field in the 90 minutes. Although if they can be given one on the sub bench and then they can come on and that will then count as a card. Because yesterday Simeone was carded at the Olympic for his antics. Uh, so that obviously do, check, card, but... do check the rules and regs with whichever book you are using because yeah, some do have it slightly different. Always do the check the TNCs. Uh, over five and a half cards Rory's hoping for, we're all hoping for, uh, for our viewers and listeners in the Madrid derby. Final pick from Daniele, uh, Torino-Roma, this is Sunday. Um, so both of our final picks, roughly the same time, slightly earlier, kickoff 2.45 Sunday afternoon Eastern here. Uh, Torino plus 2.05, Roma plus 155, their favourites. I'm not quite sure if they've turned a corner now for Jose Mourinho after that. Easy win over Empoli in Serie A last time out. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Danielli? Talk us through your selection. Jose Mourinho is always Jose Mourinho. He won <laughs> seven nil. Never changes. He said one seven nil against Empoli. Said that he said he saw some negative things on on that game. <laughs> Only Jose. Yeah, obviously Jose. Um, and also complain with the FA because they played this game on Sunday after traveling to uh, Tiraspol uh, on Thursday. But then there is a midweek game, um, so he could not have played any other day unless for, unless playing on Sunday. So anyway, maybe he wanted to play Sunday at midnight or two o'clock in the morning to give them more rest. But Roma have showed sign of improvements against Empoli because uh, they played with Dybala and Lukaku both on the pitch from the start and Empoli were poor they were already 2-0 down after 8 minutes but having those two up front obviously helped them, especially Dybala, when the Argentine is there, he scored twice hit the bar, everyone looks more confident, Lukaku took his goal well in the second half and despite a couple of injuries for Roma, because they're still without Pellegrini, Kumbulla, Smalling, and Tammy Abram is going to return in 2024. They look good. They look good against an opposition that really didn't lay a glove on them. Now, the issue is that they got three away games in a row. First, Sheriff, then Torino, and then Genoa. So Mourinho needs to manage his resources very well. He's going to rotate in the cup game. There's going to be chances for the second goalkeepers, Villar, instead of uh, Rui Patrizio. But this game at Torino is going to be uh, challenging for them because Torino is a very intense, dynamic side. And finally, in Salerno, on the Monday afternoon game, we saw them playing as the manager, even Juric, once with hunger, taking the chances really well. And they got a couple of players that are in good form. Nemanja Radonic already scored three this season. And Duvan Zapata looks like a very good signing from Atalanta on the last day of the transfer market. The movements, the way he holds the ball. 
helping the midfield with Tamese, Bellanova, Ricci, they got quantity, quality, and they got changes as well on the bench. So it's a deeper Torino squad. Now, the issue with Torino is that they need to carry that away form. They won five of the last six away games into the home form at the Stadio Olimpico, where they only won two of the last nine matches. And normally, they don't score many goals. But if they set up cautiously, perhaps defensively, playing on the counter, I think they're going to have chances against that Roma side that in defense still is not uh, perfect. Look, the, the head-to-head says that Roma are way better than Torino, never lost to, to, to Torino in the last two seasons. Three wins, two nil, one draw. But I think uh, Torino this season are much more competitive. And they do look, uh, for me, the surprise package. They could finish in the top seven this season, of course. Let's see Let's see what happens. But I'm going to go for a first half 1x. So Torino draw in the first half and over 1.5 goals in the match, plus 110, provided that both Dybala and Lukaku start. I think it's going to be a fairly high-scoring game. Torino normally create chances, but I think at least for the first half, they're not going to lose it. That gives you plus money, plus 110. Plus 110. Another interesting same-game parlay, Steve. Very interesting pick. Probably the most interesting pick we've had on any uh, show yet this year. Um, I don't think I've ever ever placed a bet like this myself. 1x first half and then over one and a half goals in the game. Um, I've got to say, I don't know much about Torino. I do watch a bit of Serie A, but they're one of the teams I just never seem to see much of. Um, it just sounds like that their home record is a bit dodgy. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's not that tough a place to go compared to some other grounds. Um, but yeah, Roma will be tired, won't they, after that? trip to uh, Sharif, it's just uh, I said at the start of the show you don't want to be doing those sort of treks on a Thursday night, do you? Especially when you've got a lot of games coming up uh, quite soon um, you know, it's, it's it's another plus money same game parlay, isn't it? It's really hard to criticise anything plus money with, with some value and, um, you know, they won 7-0 last week, so some, t- some bettors out there might be quite high on Roma but I mean, I flagged it up, didn't I, on the show last week, if you can't beat Empoli at home I think you're in some in big trouble, aren't you? So um, it might be that uh, you know, one swallow doesn't make a summer, does it, entirely? So, um, yeah, this looks... Torino could be a good, a useful dog in this game overall, it seems. I mean, they're actually plus 265 to win the first half if you're really brave and, and like that money line. So, um, again, I really... Uh, you've got to admire the creativity of, uh, of Danielle here. Uh, let's get Steve's selection, shall, uh, shall we? Steve, uh, you were in good form for us last week. We go again with two official picks. They are both from Ligue 1. Uh, Ligue 1. Uh, let's first of all kick off with a Sunday 11.05 Eastern game, which is Montpellier versus Rennes. What's the selection? Over 2.75 goals in this one, Dan. This is a bit of a kind of a boring pick, really. Obvious selection. You're going to hear me mention Rennes and goals a lot. This this year on on the shows already I'm on them on on one of the overs in the Europa League game we don't know the outcome of that one at the time of recording but they are at home to Maccabi Haifa so I'm not actually factoring it in too much it, I don't think it will be the sort of fix that affects them um, on a Sunday mm-hmm. domestically Montpellier though they're a good watch you know good neutral team if you're out there after a sort of a, a mid ranked French team to support you could do worse than Montpellier these days they've got some exciting players. Uh, two in particular, Altamari and Akor Adams, I think, are re- well worth watching in, in attack. They've got goals in them. Uh, they've got excitement in them. Four of their five games have been over 2.5 goals and both teams scoring. 
in fact, four of those five have also been over three and a half goals. So that they're not just scraping over the over the goal line. Um, the only issue of slight doubt is that Ren away from home sometimes do sometimes their games on the road are not as high scoring. Um, quite why that is, I'm not entirely sure. But the way they generally play football, they've got the third best expected goals in the league at 10.48. They're not going to be coming here and sitting back for a draw or a tight contest. So it just makes sense for an obvious over bet. Over 2.75 goals at minus 109. Two managers who like to play attacking football. It takes two to tango, Dan, and I think they're going to come and dance here. Big game in France on Sunday. It is Le Classique. 2.45 Eastern kickoff stateside. It is Paris Saint-Germain versus Marseille. Always a good one to watch. Atmosphere is always good. Maybe more down south than it is in the capital, but certainly the Paris Ultras will be up for this one. I would imagine uh, both teams have had their issues this season. Steve, talk us through your play here. Yeah, it's a bit of a sickening play for me personally, but um, it's going to have to be PSG minus one on the Asian handicap. At plus 100. And um, I noticed Bet Rivers are quite skinny with PSG here because I think they're expecting quite a decent home win. And, and, and unfortunately, it's hard to argue with that. Marseille do struggle in this head-to-head. PSG in recent years just raise their level of performance. Even when they're disjointed, even when there's internal turmoil, the big characters always step up. Mbappe, this is his stage. I expect him to have a monstrous match. Um, you want to be getting on him, like to be scoring any time and things like that. The last 20 league games uh, in meetings between these two, PSG have won 16 times, Dan, which is not a good stat for Marseille fans, is it? Just one victory for Marseille in those 20 games, and that was during the COVID season. I, I just, um, the, the big issue for Marseille is they're in absolute crisis heading into this game. At the time of recording this morning on Wednesday, UK time. Um, Marcelino, the manager's te- Marcelino has tended his resignation. The manager, him and his staff are, are, are leaving the club. There's issues in, with the board. Pablo Longoria um, is stepping aside. There's personal threats been made by fans. I mean, they're actually still unbeaten in the league, ridiculously, but they've been playing pretty uninspiring football, if you know what I mean. Um, there's a lot of discontent. I'm sure the situation might have changed even more by the time kickoff of this game approaches. Um, Marseille are also playing Thursday night in the conference in the Europa League away against Ajax, which that's not ideal preparation either. But they'll be up for it. They've got to be up for it because it's Le Classique. But I think PSG could win this, win this quite comfortably. Uh, they're in a far better state now. Played well against Dortmund in midweek. Raise it for this fixture. Um, looks like a great time to be facing Marseille. And inflict their first victory of the season against the minus one Asian handicap. We get the full push if it's a one goal win. But uh, I, I'm seeing something uh, like probably 2 0, 3 0 to, to PSG in this contest. I just think you're going to be far too good for a, uh, an in crisis, Marseille. Leans for everybody. I don't think we've got a record of our leans so far this season, but I tend to think they've been fairly good. I'm going to have to go back and do all the numbers. Let's rattle through these. We've got four in total because we are beginning to run out of time. Daniele, you've got one for us on Friday afternoon, Eastern 2.45. Lecce, Genoa. Lecce, Genoa. Genoa is an handicap plus 0.25, minus 110, because I think 
these are two of the teams that surprise us the most in Serie A. Lecce got eight points. They look completely transformed. They score seven goals. They are more clinical. Last season, they finished with 33 goals in 38 games. They haven't become uh, Barcelona, Tiki Taka by any stretch of imagination. They just take their chances much better and they are, fit, are very fit side. I think they've been a touch lucky, though, to get some of those results, like the win against Lazio, the draw against Monza. Jen, on the other hand, took points from Lazio and from Napoli. They were a bit unlucky at the weekend. They should have deserved a little bit more. There isn't a lot of pressure in both sides to get a win here because they started well. So the game could be cagey. I think it could be a draw, which delivers half a stake. So let's go with the Asian handicap plus 0.25 for the visitors. Uh, Rory, we stick in Spain. Obviously, Sunday game, 10.15 a.m. Eastern kickoff. Rayo Villarreal, what's the play here? Yeah, look, I think this is quite a pleasant pick. I've gone Villarreal, drawn a bet at minus 107. I watched a lot of Rayo there, kind of my local team in Madrid, and uh, I was watching them the previous weekend. They've won three of their opening five games. They've lost two, but if you look at the three that they've won, one against Granada one against Alaves and one against Almeria. Two of those are in the bottom three, and Alaves have lost all three of their away games. So I've not been especially impressed with Rayo so far. They are a good team at home, and it's, it takes some to kind of oppose them. But I think Villarreal are a lot happier. They're getting that new manager bounce now with Bacetta. They are in action on the Thursday, so that's something to consider. That informs the draw no bet as opposed to just backing them outright. But yeah, I think Villarreal will probably go and get results here. So yeah, minus 107, I quite like them. Steve, two selections or two leans for us. First of all, 9am Eastern Sunday, Lens against Toulouse. Yeah, you, by the way, talking about the leans, I think we've got a great record on those on, on these shows uh, this season. They are the next most confident picks from our handicappers, so it's well worth getting involved. Lons against Toulouse. Um, mark this one down as a rarity. I've got an under lean, Dan. Under 2.75 goals at plus 104. That's two, two unders reasons. in a week for you, I think. Uh, I Did think you go unders one. for one of the Champions League no, games? Anyway, go on. Not me. No, oh, this, it must this have been is very real. rare. <laughs> this is very rare territory um, for me. Two reasons why it is a lean. Number one, because it is an under. And number two, because both teams, um, at the time of recording, we don't know the results of their uh, European games. Toulouse are away uh, in Belgium against Royal Union Saint-Gilois and Lons are away in Sevilla. The problem is both teams, for me, um, are really lacking goals. They've Lonza got the fourth lowest expected goals. Toulouse have the fifth lowest this year. They're not scoring goals either, so they've not got the individuals to overachieve those metrics. Um, I don't know how this goal line is 2.75. should be 2.25, in my opinion. Get plus money on this, plus 104, Dan. So um, I think it'd be quite a tense, nervous game. Lonza have still yet to get a win. Uh, I think the transfer market hasn't been kind to either side this summer. Reeks of something like a one-all or a one-nil winter lons. Tuesday action in Liga, and Steve's got a lean for us here in the Lille-Rance clash. Steve? Yeah, this match has been put back for Tuesday because of the uh, Rugby World Cup, which is being hosted in France at the moment. Um, we don't cover rugby, do we, on the Bet River shows, I don't think. So, um, yeah, anyway... Uh, yeah, plus a um, plus a half handicap on Stade de Reims at even money. I think this is uh, worth a go because uh, Will still this is the first time I've mentioned him this year. Incredibly on, on any of the shows, I think. Um, big fan of his management. He's especially good as an underdog. 
you look at his record last year, they, they had a stretch of 18 unbeaten games. Ten of those were on the road. Many of them when he was a dog. He's a great manager, uh, really one of the great young prospects of manager in, in, in Europe. Give him nine days to prepare a game plan. I think he's going to come up with something good. Um, I watched this year, last year, they got a one all draw against Lille. Lille are playing on Wednesday night um, against, I think it's Ljubljana in the Conference League. That that won't have an impact on this game. I just think rounds are good enough full stop to get at least a draw uh, in this contest. And I would have this handicap at more plus 0.25 than, than plus a half. So, as I say, Will still does have, um, I think he prefers being an underdog so he can counter-attack at pace. We saw Lille struggle against Lorient recently that way. So I think it's a really good matchup uh, for Stade, uh, Stade de Reims. Come for the picks, stay for the leans. Those are the leans for you this week. Let's just remind everyone, though, <laughs> that it is a head-to-head challenge and we'll get the picks before we get Steve's thoughts on who might win the challenge this week. Rory, remind everyone of your two official picks for the head-to-head challenge. If we can get Rory's mic working. It's the second time in a row I've done that. I'll take it as a good luck charm. Um, Barca to defeat Celta Vigo at home. Both teams to score. No, that cash is at plus 116 at the time. And Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, over five and a half cards. That's plus 110 that comes back at. Daniele, your two picks. Juventus away at Sassuolo to win with Dusan Vlaovic, their main striker, to have over 0.5 shots on target. And the Torino Roma on Sunday. First half, double chance, 1x and over 1.5 goals in total in the match. The first pick is plus 140. The second one is plus 110. Four plus money picks. First time we've had that, Steve. I'm very confident when we get a profitable week from all of our handicappers. Will we get a correct selection when it comes to the head-to-head pick between our handicappers from you, Steve? You're not from five. What do you want to do? Ask the audience. Phone a friend. What's the all next right. play? I mean, yeah, all right, all right, Chris Tarrant, you were um, <laughs> you were like the uh, the university challenge uh, host, weren't you, in one of the other shows recently? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're asking the questions um, now. Last week I did say, and I was right actually. I said there'd be a few losers uh, on the show. It was always going to be a really tough week, but this week I really uh, think both gentlemen may well be in profit, and I think it's a great time to be back in the selections. Uh, wouldn't shock me four four one, honestly. It really wouldn't. And I'm just looking at the odds now. There's a few different permutations. We could even get an exact tie because two of the two of the odds are exactly the same. Um, the last time Daniele was on the show, I cursed him by predicting him. So uh, I'm not going to put that pressure on him again. So I'll say Rory this time. Um, Daniele, I'll see you next week. Yeah, all right. Same time. Uh, <laughs> I'll organise get really, to the I, I think there's some great picks here. The boys have really done the research proper here. Like there's some fantastic creative selection so my hat goes off to them both yeah we hope for four winners uh, may the best man win steve rory Danielli, thanks for your company good luck to all we'll be keeping a score of course throughout and we'll post via twitter over the course of the weekend to see how our handicappers are getting on that is a wrap for betting weekly extra time european show i'll be back alongside steve wiss next week as will one of rory or Danielli, who'll be taking on james easton the only handicapper so far that has successfully defended the Euro show title. Will that change next week? We'll find out. Stay across all of the Bet Rivers content this weekend via at Because We Win. From all of us for now, though, it's goodbye. <laughs>